I'm so bad at saving to grow for rental This cost of living is driving me mental Wanna move out, get away from parentals Don't forget to invest, I'm feeling stressed Cause what if I can't retire? I'll probably just expire Can someone give me an answer? Keep it simple Keep it simple, keep it simple. Hey, we're doing our quarterly audience survey where we ask you to give your honest feedback on what TSS has been doing thus far. You might even win a chance to be drawn as a TSS character and live forever. Ooh. Head to our Instagram page at The Simple Sum and click on our link tree to find the survey. Thank you. Hey Pris. Hey Soap. I want to ask you, uh, do you feel like you missed out because you didn't get a degree? Uh, kind of, because like, I wanted to go on exchange. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why you wanted to get a it's degree? Like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I wanted to live the whole life, you know? Right. Yeah, right. and then like go on exchange and be like, ooh, I'm an exchange student. I went on exchange in US. I'm cultured. You can just... I mean, after this COVID thing, you can probably just go overseas by yourself for six no, months. No, then I'll disappear. be a tourist. I will be a tourist. I won't be like living with the people. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna live? Chris? What the heck? I mean, like, cause it's kind of like an extended experience, right? I mean, you really like live their daily life. You, you're not going around doing other touristy stuff. Right. right, okay. A- am I wrong? No, I no, no. I just find it interesting that that's your priority for getting a degree, but um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a- anything else? Yes. But, but I, I suppose other than that, you don't feel like you missed out. I guess it's, it's because of my job. Because my job doesn't really like, require a degree, um, it just requires a portfolio. But of course, a degree comes with many other benefits rather other than the paper, you know. Um, I know a lot of people who benefited by like getting more connections, getting more connected, and also like it's also a chance to build up your portfolio even more. Mm. So I mean, it's up to you lah whether you want to go for a degree or not. If you're in my field, right? Yeah. Right. So I guess it differs from field to field. So maybe degrees aren't all that important. Uh, it's it's not a must for all fields. Mm. To me lah But if I mean if you can afford it I would say just go for it Right Yeah Maybe we should ask Our guest no, Yeah <laughs> Yes Yeah my opinion doesn't matter <laughs> Compared to I mean your opinion matters But just a little bit less Than his opinion Yeah of course of course <laughs> Okay hey please Introduce yourself <laughs> Yes um, Yeah so welcome to the show YC Hello Yeah so my name is Ying Tong So my friends call me YC um, so my background is that I dropped out of university to start my own startup. So that's why the conversation that we had earlier. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so happy to happy to chat about my experiences. So I've been running my startup Glints, which is a uh, career development platform for the yep. past seven years. So I'm the CTO there, help to run the engineering and product teams. Yeah, so it's been a very fruitful seven years. Yeah, you got to CTO without a degree, Pris. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could one day be CTO. To, to be fair, I anointed myself that road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when, when you're running a startup, it's yours. So yeah. nobody can outvote you. That's the whole point. <laughs> uh, if, I can, like, if I can anoint myself, I'll be like, oh, I want to be supreme leader of 
Pre-school. <laughs> <laughs> pre-school. Pre-school. I yeah. see. Okay. That is a good yeah. reason to start a startup. Yeah. Yes, really. Like, <laughs> then I can introduce myself you. like, Hi, I'm Supreme Leader. Who's going to take you seriously? Then my name card can be like, Supreme Leader. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's implied. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, maybe let's talk about the most obvious topic here, which is you're dropping out. Yeah. Yeah, so um, basically... What led you to that decision? Wow, that's uh, yeah. this is a big question. Um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What school do you drop out from? That's a very important <laughs> detail that uh, me and the audience would like to know. <laughs> yeah, so I went to I went to UPenn. Um, I was I was actually on track to finishing my uh, economics degree in uh, school Walton School of Business, but I was just doing a minor degree in, in UPenn for for computer science. Mm. Yeah. UPenn, Ivy League. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I imagine, <laughs> you know, living in Singapore, <laughs> dropping out of uni is like a, Ooh. what are you doing in Tong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's exactly the question my, my parents asked me. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it must have been an awkward conversation. Was it, was it awkward? Or like, um, did it scare them? Yeah, like, when I first broached the topic, it was quite uh, scary for them. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, they had a lot of warning signs coming along. When I first joined my accelerator, accelerator program, when I first started my company, you know, they sort of saw the, the train wreck in slow motion. Oh no! <laughs> two, two years before it happened. Can you imagine the conversation between his parents like, hey, he's starting his own company. Eh. Do you think he still continue his degree? Um, don't know. Eh. Yeah, then, then, <laughs> worried, yeah, then one of them is like, no, la, he commerce still on one. We already paid the money. What? I can't back out already. <laughs> he's already there. <laughs> to be honest, my parents didn't know back then those were right. warning signs. Right, so, But right. then now that I've been through that, when they see my brother becoming in interested in entrepreneurship they get a bit worried yeah uh, okay, they don't want it to happen <laughs> <laughs> happen again <laughs> I see alright okay but so okay so going back to the original question what yeah. w- were you like did you drop out because you wanted to start a company or like you know what came first chicken and egg chicken and egg yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was the it was the major reason why I dropped out. Um, but there were a lot of side reasons too. So for for context, I also took up a scholarship to go to US mm. uh, because it was not an education I could afford on my own. So, but then one of the one of the criteria for a scholarship is that you're bonded to the organization for six years, mm. right? So all all along, I thought that was the path I was going to be on, right? The golden path that the school let, uh, laid out for you. Um, but then, when I, uh, halfway through my national service, something happened. I tore my ligament. I got a lot of free time. For the first time in my life, there's not, no homework. There's no like, projects that you have to do automatically Freedom. by default. <laughs> yeah. But then, so what I did was, I took it upon myself to start a sort of social enterprise with my friends. Right? And it w- at that point in time, it was just to get into school. Mm. But I, I had so much fun doing it. Uh, it became a full-time thing. Uh, and one thing led to another. Before we knew it, we raised a little bit of money before we went to school. And at that point in time, I was sort of in this denial, magical thinking state, which I think uh, a lot of people get into once in a while, which is I thought I could juggle school and, you know, this startup at, at the same time. And of course, there's this question, right? once you go back to the organization which sponsored you, how are you going to continue it, right? right? But that was kind of magical thing. I sort of keep pushing down the road. Came to a point where um, I... I was failing at both school and startup. I had to choose one. Um, and I loved, I loved the whole experience so much over the past six months that I knew what, which one I, I had to go for. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a thing I knew at the bottom of my heart. Um, but then what made me really pull the trigger was uh, there was once the HR who was handling the scholars came over to our school for a dinner. 
So this is really sort of ironic event, right? She was she was here to like build relationships with scholars,、mm. but then at the end of the dinner, I asked her, you know, you have like two daughters who's going to be of my age very soon. Are you going to recommend this scholarship for 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 them? And she very immediately said. No. <laughs> wow. So much, so much confidence, right? Yeah.、Okay. And there was a moment I knew I had to quit the scholarship. Oh my goodness! But、yeah. did she say why? Did she say why? Yeah. What's the reasoning for that? She was. She couldn't go into too much details because of her position. But she saw. She just said she saw how you know the scholars. Uh, after three to four years, they felt really trapped,、um, and and to be honest, she also knows that when you are like eighteen years old, you don't know what you're going to do for the next ten years of your life, right?、Yeah. So so these scholars were sort of sent down a path that they chose when they were younger, and they kind of regretted it、uh, six years down the road. So she saw a lot of that, and she doesn't want it to happen to her daughters.、Oh、my gosh, so she kind of like saved you also, yeah. <laughs> unknowingly, and she yeah, damaged yeah. her own KPI. She write an email like, "Hey, thanks by the way for that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after all these years, I should thank her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, ah, I think she's like brave enough to to tell you the truth, like straight up the truth. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was very thankful for that. So she had two modes that she was on, right? She was on official work mode, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was to keep the scholars happy and engaged. And then after dinner, when you know we had a bit of drinks, that's <laughs> 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 that she was.、Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She was a more personal self. <laughs> That's how you get the truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I think that shows that she's concerned about the scholars' like well-being as well, right?、Yeah. Not just about the KPI. If I'm all about the KPI, but oh, confirm, confirm, both of my daughters will be going inside this scholars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess then that leads me to the next question. Since you dropped out and、yeah. and everything, um, in a place like Singapore where everyone's talking about, you know, you should get a degree, or that's like the main. That's like the the main idea that most employers have that you know having a degree is always a good thing. So,、uh, I think parents did actually praise their parents expect to get a degree. Actually, cause um I think it's not really that you know, Singapore expects you to do it. It's more like it's just a natural next stage in life. Like after primary school, you go to secondary school, then JC or Poly. Then the、mm. natural next step is degree, right? Because everyone's doing it.、Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a one size fits all, but it's not lah. I feel、um, like times are changing. There's a lot more like ways that you can educate and upskill yourself. Like for you, <laughs> like yo, you had so much free time and wow, you go and like <laughs> start your own business and then like basically upskill yourself to become an entrepreneur. So it's like, wow.、Well, if I had so much time, I don't know what I would do. I probably not start a business. Probably I would just be like rotting at home. <laughs> I think it's yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's interesting that you brought that up also because I mean this year everyone has a lot of free time because of COVID. Yeah. Because、right? of the lockdown, I mean for us it was circuit breaker. For the rest of the world it's called lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's interesting that we bring this like、uh, conversation up now because people do have more time than ever. Maybe people have been thinking about I don't know starting their own thing. Yeah, I think okay. But back to your question, what my parents、oh, right. thought. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, they, I kept saying that I didn't want to go for a degree. Yeah. Um, but then I just, I just kept saying I didn't want it lah. But they kept saying, <laughs> you know, ah,、uh, Priscilla, if you really want a degree, you know, we can still pay for it now while we're still working. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Then <laughs> that, but I quite tried to keep assuring them, like you know, I. In this field, I really don't need one. Even if I have, even if I have one, it doesn't really help me much 
at this point in time. Right. Yeah. I think it's so, older generation lah. Then yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. It's based just, on the thinking that, you know, degrees are always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But and you and you know it comes from a place that they you they care about me. Yeah. So I understand lah. I just have to like stick to my guns and be like, it's okay, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's up to me to prove myself lah that I can do it. Yeah. yeah. And you can. Look yeah. at you. Now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I think even even now if I ask them for a deal, they'll be like, eh. Hey, the ship has sailed already. <laughs> we tell you already how many yeah, times. Yeah, tell you already. The last few years, now you say you want. Yeah, too late, yeah. too late. Door is closed. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think even our local ministers have also said, right? Like paper qualifications are going to take a back seat. We're going to focus more on skills. Yeah. But I want to know, like, from an employer perspective, right? Yeah. Is that true? Like, are degrees like taking a back seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are degrees like passe? You know, like, oh, everyone has a degree. Yeah. But yeah, do you have that's different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on on the role, like what Chris said. So f- I think for majority of the roles, in fact, more roles than we expect, uh, degrees is actually not very indicative of their actual work performance. I mean, that's why we have seen personally hiring from um, different uh, for different roles, like marketing all the way to engineering. But where we still, I mean, on a pragmatic level, where we still see like degree having a place right in the interview stage, is for like I think for certain more rigorous schools, like harder to get in schools. It does show like a capacity to work hard, right, and stick at it for four years, mm. right. Um, and then for for maybe like software engineering, having worked on it for four years, right, under a school structure, it actually does train you to have some fundamentals. So we still see that a uh, little bit of difference mm. um, for for certain roles. Yeah. So I think it's quite a it's quite a complex question because there are like many different variables that go into play. Right. Yeah. Okay, I think I've heard of this kind of conversation before where, like, you know, we question why we need to go to school, right? Yeah, I'm not going to be a mathematician. I'm not going to uh, deal with numbers next time. I just want to be an artist, you know, frolic and then, like, with my paintbrushes and shit. <laughs> what an image, man. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the image. But, Thanks. yeah, okay, but yeah you, know, you know, sometimes we question that. But actually, I realise it's really to build, like, structure and discipline to stick to something and follow through. With it, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the real purpose of things like school, like going to university. I think, that, and also to work with others, uh, project work, things like that, and to like deal with harder situations and yeah, build emotional intelligence also, not just uh schooling intelligence. Schooling intelligence. I'm sorry, I apparently <laughs> I've never I don't have a degree, guys. <laughs> what? That's why I don't go to university. <laughs> Intelligence. <laughs> 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 <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> Creativity at work. <laughs> That's right. It's an artist mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Because if you think about it, nowadays after the lockdown or circuit breaker, mm. um, we also have a lot of time, right? But how many people are actually like productively using this time to upskill themselves, mm. right? In a very structured way. Right, so that, that there's a quite a bit of uh, motivational barrier, you know, to structuring learning for yourself. And then I think the hardest part is not just starting, but keeping at it, right? So yeah. school is this whole, you know, system which is sort of it gamifies like social accountability and some like promises to your parents, right? And you also pay for it. So mm. you, you got by by hook by crook, you got to graduate within four years, right? Yeah. So it, it keeps you accountable for four years. But when you are on your own, uh, then that becomes a question. So you got to make that decision for yourself, right? Because there's pros and cons. Right? School gives you that consistency, but you also it's also like a one size fit all, like it's a lower lowest common denominator for everyone. So for some fields, especially for entrepreneurship, right? Like 
I always tell people it's not an intellectual game. So no matter how much you study, right, you can never be ready for entrepreneurship unless you actually do it. It's a, it's a bit like saying I'm going to study for four years to learn how to swim mm. um, before actually touching the water. <laughs> Whereas the best way to, to swim is just to jump in and start start splashing right. around, right? right? Yeah, that's true. Hey, didn't we do like content about that swimming? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we related it to investing. Investing, investing oh, is like okay. swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So you start out with the training floaties yeah. first, and then you go before you dive into the deeper stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 But but most importantly is that you actually start doing it. Right? Yeah. 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 Correct. <laughs> so, at this point, do you ever worry like okay, so now you're like seven, eight years in yeah. to running glints do you do you ever think that do you have fears that you will fail or like do you have a backup plan just in case I don't <laughs> that's right that's so honest <laughs> so honest <laughs> yeah to be uh, initially I did right uh, especially the first few years when I first started I didn't have a lot of conviction in what I was working on so I always had a backup plan which is why we didn't officially drop out of school. We stopped out. <laughs> right. So that technical difference means that we can go back to school okay. or whenever. Okay. But I think that ship has sailed long ago because mm. it's been eight years, right? Yeah. If I go back, it's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, it's going to be weird. <laughs> That's exactly why you shouldn't go back. It's going to be weird. So, so and, and past a certain point in time, I realized in life, if you really want to dedicate the one thing, you just got to go all in. Mm. So, because my mental bandwidth is limited, if I'm constantly thinking and I'm planning for my plan B, my plan is going to have a much higher chance of failing. It's going to yeah. have a much higher chance of failing. So, after I think three or four years, uh, my plan B disappeared. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried to revive it. Right, and it's right. been much, much easier to run my plan A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. free up the headspace to like really focus on one thing. Exactly, like yeah. Scattering yourself everywhere. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, on Shark Tank, I saw one episode. <laughs> Why <Wow>, you laugh? <laughs> What's wrong with Shark Tank, guys? <laughs> I try to see how you can link back. <laughs> no, 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 I was on Shark Tank because um, they have entrepreneurs pitching their idea to investors, right? Then the yeah. investors don't want to take them on if they are like uh, working part-time as well. Right. So yeah. they want them to be all in. So exactly, that's what you did. And yeah. it worked out super well for you. And there's a reason why investors only want like people who are all in. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So, so that was exactly a story that happened to me before I went to school. Um, we were one of those part-time entrepreneurs who are going to run our school part-time uh, beside the startup. So one of the investors, before he put a check in, he said, okay, you guys are going to do this full-time, right? <laughs> and then there was a long, awkward <laughs> silence before we say yes. <laughs> or rather, my partner said yes. <laughs> we set in motion like uh, four months of like deliberating and eventually quitting school. Oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah, but, but there was a whole point. Like, he, why, if I put my money in something, would I want to put it in someone who's just running it part-time versus someone who's like all in? Right. It's all about managing your risk, the risk of your investment or something like that. I heard yeah. you saying um, you put in the work uh, that you expect the result. <laughs> what was it? What is it? What's Every that? time she tries to pull a quote in an episode, it always like. Oh, well, let me yeah. Google. Sorry, let me Google. <laughs> let me Google. Yeah, uh, go, go ahead, please. Google the quote that you wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> we will wait. <laughs> oh, the work that you put in must match your expectation. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Right. 
I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> I read books. <laughs> You're literate. I'm literate. <laughs> okay, well, here is an interesting question to me. So, oh, yes. if in the future you have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> what if your kids are like, Dad, you know, since like you dropped out, I don't know if you tell your kids this lah, but <laughs> let's assume that you do. So, if, if since you dropped out, I want to drop out too. So, will you let them? Okay, okay. For, for, <laughs> for a business, sim- they want to start a business. Yeah, yeah. For simplicity's sake, let's just say you have only one kid who wants to drop out. Oh, right. That's right, right. Yeah, you, have no, you have no backup kid yet. <laughs> There's no backup kid. <laughs> you have no backup kid. <laughs> like my, my, my parents did. <laughs> they have three others. <laughs> well. I, I would, I would. Actually, I would. Um, I think when by the time my kid grows up, at, um, the cashier at university is going to drop even further. Mm. Right, the requirement for uh, paper qualifications is going to drop even further. That's true. And the tools for starting your own business is going to improve even much more. Right, just in the past ten years when I first started out versus now, the the cost to starting a business has dropped significantly, right? and the ability for a single person to create impact has increased dramatically. Like so, like with like a couple of mics and like a little distribution channel, you can start your own podcast. For example, this I one. Talking about <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure in 10, 20 years time, by, by the time my kid asks me that question, right? Right. This is going to be a much more real possibility. So I think. Going to school is just going to be one of the many, many uh, career paths, right? That he can possibly take. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would say go ahead. Yeah, that's true. But so sorry, your kid when he's of age, I'll let him listen to this. Like your dad second. Will the podcast still be around by then? <laughs> we will live <laughs> forever in tongue. <laughs> I was about to say I hope so, but but Soap has declared to the world that we will. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's called jumping in a gun but, uh, <laughs> yeah. actually I wanted to ask so you were saying that um, next time the co- the paper qualifications like the demand will be lower right but actually I feel that now even though everyone else seems to have a degree like the mentality of most people is like oh if ev- if everyone has a degree then I need to have one so that I can catch up to other people mm-hmm. so like what what is your thoughts on that I think that is a perfectly valid uh, concern if if you don't have anything else right other than a degree right so so if everyone else is doing a degree but you are so it's just staying at home and vegging out right so that that is definitely a very 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 valid concern but if you are pursuing something that differentiates you from everyone else right that actually contributes to your career capital like either building networks or building actual career skills then I, don't, I would say that's something you don't have to worry about, right? Because I think the job marketplace, to a certain extent, is a little bit like the business marketplace where it is not a competition to be the best. That is the Olympics, right? That's what people do in sports. But it is a competition to be different and unique. But of course, the caveat is that you have to be different in a way that is valuable, right? So like what, what Kao Newport always says, that you have to be in an intersection of rare and valuable in terms of your skill set. So if you can build that up, then I don't think that is a very valid concern. Right. Yeah. Oh. Does that also apply to like, I mean, if you have that, if you are valuable, like you say, yeah. even without a degree, do you think that person can still catch up in terms of like salary? Because, you know, I think degree holders 
get a higher starting salary. Yeah. At least here. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> here meaning. Like Singapore. Oh, okay, okay. I thought this company. <laughs> oh no no no! I would never say that. <laughs> yeah. <don't> me. <laughs> we pay everyone equally and fairly. Justice for all. Justice for all. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I have to say my my advice is a little bit biased. If you want to work for organizations which value paper qualifications, I would and I would say most. I would say most government uh, institutions still value that because I think it's still more aligned with what they require on the job, right? Then this my argument doesn't this goes out the window, right? But I would say there's a huge part of the economy that actually doesn't require paper qualifications. Yeah, so if you end up in an organization which which requires that and you don't have it, then my advice to you is either get one paper qualification or find an organization which doesn't value it. And value real skills instead. Yeah. Right. So on the topic of like you know uh, getting hired and everything, right? Since you've been basically running Glens for like so long, yeah. And and you've helped like so many candidates find their jobs and everything. What is? I just want to know like, I guess for the fresh grads out there, yeah. or for the people who are you know currently unemployed in in like this pandemic situation, yeah. Where jobs are hard to come by. Yeah. How do you make yourself like an outstanding candidate, or like in your experience? When you come across candidates, mm-hmm. who stands out? Right, right, right. So I would say definitely one thing. So I think there are two aspects to this, right? Two layers. So the the first layer is like, you know, your actual work experience. Then second layer is how you present yourself. So I'll talk about the first one first. So on actual work experience, of course, we we definitely value people who have more varied、uh, internships. Right,、um, because then they have covered different parts of the actual job. Because every internship is just going to cover a sliver of the actual work that you're you're supposed to do full time, right? So if you have different aspects of it, for example, software engineering cover front end, back end, right? Then you're going to be more attractive when I in, when I look through the resume pile, right?、Um, and then in terms of what we value, like we value like work experience over projects over actual academic performance, right? In that order. Right, so if you have that, try to optimize for, for you know, actual work experience. Then in terms of second layer,、um, I would say I see two extremes of candidates in terms of how they present them, themselves. So the first extreme are those who seek to impress, right? So they, I think they have read one too many interview preparation articles. <laughs> and there are so many out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you know what I do before interviews? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you know my search history? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so I search like top ten interview questions <laughs> and the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think to qualify that, I don't, I don't think、uh, it's not wrong to prepare. Right, but you have to understand the interviewer's mindset. They are they are there to find out who you are actually. So they prefer a short, succinct answer that gets to the point,、uh, rather than a long one that tries to tell your you know, whole life story to impress him. <laughs> right. So that's the first extreme I see、uh, to avoid. The second extreme are people who are so you know I think overly confident of their their past experiences and、mm-hmm. their profile.、Mm-hmm. That they they can they can come across as a little bit arrogant,、right. and I've come across a fair bit of candidates like that. Answers are very short. They are, they f- they, they give out the, the vibes that you are there to waste your time, right? <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, so energy is that man? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's confidence and cockiness on another level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be surprised by I did come across. So you you want to strike a, a balance in between, right? You answer the questions, you are to the point, but you also like politely cordial. Try、right. the whole experience. Be、yeah. yourself, but also like. Depends on who yourself is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. not unless you're like an 
arrogant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, be a little bit less of yourself, and be more of somebody else. Change yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Speaking of interviews, actually, it's quite funny because um, when I was job hunting. I really like went to quite a lot of interviews and those that I thought like oh yes I nailed it like they're so gonna hire me <laughs> they're so gonna send me an acceptance email then they rejected me but all those that I felt like oh I f***ed up <laughs> or like oh my shit I said something weird then I got the job <laughs> so y'all know that I got mm. I, I said something weird apparently to get this job <laughs> but I wasn't in your original interview so I don't know but, um, <laughs> but well now you, you know <laughs> no but when I met you for the cultural interview I was like yeah this person a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so it's quite funny that uh, now that you mention it like mm-hmm. you know it's good to show your real self I guess being candid is not really a bad thing mm-hmm. it's just that um, just don't be too like just don't turn off the interviewer too much lah. Don't right? overcompensate lah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Like, no. Yeah, but I always, uh, I have this problem of always overcompensating. Cause you're nervous, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have to impress the interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I get that also. Yeah, I'm just I'm here for them to accept me. But actually, yeah. I feel that it is like a two way street. You know, mm-hmm. it's about whether I'm whether that interviewer is the right fit for me also. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. whether. Like can I fulfill What they need me to do Can they fulfill What I need them To do As well Yeah Because if I Get into a, into a company That doesn't provide me Any growth Then what's the point Also right Yeah Yeah So like What's your thoughts on that Yeah I think that's a, it's a That's an extremely good point So And it's also one way To get ourselves Out of the nervousness Right Yeah as, Sort of As a tactic for interviewing Where Typically, we get nervous in interviews when we constantly think about how people think about ourselves, right? But when you enter a more problem-solving mindset, which at the end of the day is what a company is hiring you for, they're not just hiring to warm a seat, right? They're hiring to get a, a result or a business outcome, a business problem solved, right? And they just want to get it in a way that also fits in with the rest of the culture of the company, right? So if you think from more of that lens, then you immediately get out of the, you know, how do they think about me mindset. And ironically, it helps to improve your your performance on the interview. I think as what you've seen from your experiences. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone is hiring someone to warm a seat, you know, I- I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's not. We need her. <laughs> oh, Can't there are many. Leave. There are too many seats to be warmed here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You still haven't finished warming like all the seats in this company. Anyway, so. <laughs> I- I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think it's a good point uh, You know To approach it like a Problem solver Isn't that also What you did At your interviews Because you also I mean, I mean I'm talking to Pris Sorry Isn't that <laughs> what you did At your interview Pris Because you also like I remember you suggested Something that Why don't you tell people The story instead of me I like how <laughs> My session was so memorable <laughs> Like I said I wasn't there In the first round <laughs> I guess because like When I went into The interview for TSS I actually Went in with the mindset of Hey, there's like these things that I myself can take action to improve and to contribute. Like that, that was my mindset. Like, what can I contribute to TSS? Um, so I guess it gives me like kind of a very very different mindset of like, um, oh, like I have nothing, but I they, I need them to believe that I have something, rather than you know going in and be like, okay, I have this 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 this, this to offer like. You either take it or you leave it lah. Like whether you want it or not, yeah. So that that was my mindset. Mm. 
then now you're here. <laughs> I'm here and it has changed. Whether for better or worse, you all decide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do a vote on Instagram so everyone yeah. go and vote. <laughs> <laughs> I will not look at Instagram for a while. <laughs> Let me know when you post it so that I can wait 24 hours. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I also want to tie back like back to your earlier point about also assessing whether the company is a fit for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think previously there was a little bit of hoo-ha on, online about this. I think, I can't remember her name, his name, right? I think Delaine Lim or something. Yeah, he posted oh, on Malaysia. Facebook. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, he's, he was complaining about how millennial uh, oh. candidates nowadays are very demanding mm, of what yeah. kind of companies they join, Yeah. right? So, so I think from a candidate's viewpoint, right, um, I would say when you're assessing a company's fit, from my experience as an interviewer, I think there, there are two kinds of fit they try to assess for. And one, one of it can be a little bit off British, right? Depending on when you, when you talk about it. So the one that comes up really well is candidates who try to assess, you know, is the problem that you're having, can I make an impact at it, right? So they try to figure out what the problem that you're trying to solve is. Uh, what's the mission of a company? What's the vision of that, right? Uh, and of course, they do talk about things like salary, perks, right? But closer to the end of the interview, Right. So they do make that the highlight, but they do make sure that it's a base that is covered. Whereas candidates who can put you off a little bit, right? And then I think it comes down to basic like social etiquette, which is that becomes the first question that comes out of their mind uh, when during the interview, which is, oh, okay, what's the benefits or the perks? And it's, it comes out as very much about me, 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 mm, right? So yeah, that's, not yeah. the, that's not the impression I give off, during yeah. a, especially during your first interview. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it would uh, lower your chances by quite a bit if you start <laughs> talking about like, what can I get out of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel so uncomfortable even bringing it up. Like, yeah. even at the end, I'm like struggling. Well, I know. <laughs> that reminds me of my so, interview. So, like, um, money? Yeah, exactly. Like, um. <laughs> during my interview, right? So, we yeah. got to the yeah, yeah, go. portion where, like, they finally asked, like, oh, so what's your expected salary? I freaking froze up. I was just like, money? We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, free, free, free. <laughs> I was like, um, Whatever you feel is right. And, uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say that. I finally came up with a number. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah, before yeah. that, I was like, well, like kick side. I was just like, <laughs> must I say a number? Must I? What if I appear too materialistic if I tell you the number? And I'm like, wait, the point is to get a salary or something. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to explain why it's kick side? Oh, sorry. Yeah, for those who don't uh, speak Hokkien, kick side is like um, constipated. <laughs> but in my context, it was. Emotionally word. and mentally constipated. I thought it's like <laughs> word constipation or number constipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all kinds of constipated <laughs> except in the physical plane. Oh. So, I think we have spent way too much time talking about poop. So, let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my experience when they asked me for my expected salary. I'm like, oh yeah, I... Oh, I <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, every single interview, uh, I just... Actually, they, I recently realised that I, yeah. re- I would just refuse... To, to say my past salary yeah, okay. uh, yeah. my, my previous John salary Then even they asked me for my expected I will try not to answer first Okay Yeah Because <laughs> oh. the person that offer first Is <laughs> the one on the disadvantage side <laughs> Yeah You study negotiations <laughs> It's like My mental uh, What is that Acrobatics Yes <laughs> That I do with myself And make myself suffer <laughs> Gosh yeah, cause I don't know, eh, like what I feel that once I sell my number, right, then it's gonna be like I will lose, right? right because I get that. once I sell the number, if it's too high, then they'll be like, shit, she she's like really all about herself, ah. she really thinks she's worth this much, ah. 
<laughs> then if I say too low, then then they're like, yes, what a deal, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but if they say the number first, then I can assess and I can renegotiate oh, from okay, their okay. number. I, I I get that. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So, from a HR perspective, right? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think about like, this? In terms of like revealing your past, your your previous salary. Yeah. Um, I have read, I think online or heard people talk about how it's like. It's not good to reveal your previous salary because then the employer will take advantage of you essentially. Yeah. By like kind of like giving you a lower figure than they had originally budgeted for. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think of that? Like, right, 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 right. I, I think in fact in some countries, say US, right, they are not allowed to ask oh. uh, for your previous salary. Huh. Yeah, because it might act as a, because it might perpetuate some biases, right? Um, whereas in Singapore, I think it's not extremely clear, right? Um, but then. I think you definitely have a right as a candidate to not review it, mm. right? It's your, it's your, it's, you have a, you have the entitlement to that privacy. Um, but then I would say from for for most well-run companies, right, with like enlightened HR, <laughs> <laughs> enlightened. <laughs> typically, what they will have is uh, sort of a salary ban for every position they're looking for, mm. right? And before, and they can very very uh, clearly sort of roughly put you into that which band that you fall into and for every position they're hiring for they have a band in mind already mm. so they won't sort of opportunistically take advantage of right. yeah, candidates who can fulfill their job but have a lower salary before mm. right. so I would say those are the companies that you want to go for but of course you can't tell that uh, mm. just from an interview right yeah. so yeah. that takes a bit of a asking around right. figuring it out yeah. mm, that's, that's, that's a good point Mm, I think it's because I didn't know that So I'm like I'm like Ooh, distrust <laughs> I'm not <laughs> distrust So I'm like Oh, shall I try like <laughs> Navigate this Difficult situation <laughs> Yeah So um, maybe it's just my, my issue then mm. But uh, I would Still suggest that Like just everyone Take note that You know, you have the right to Not say out your salary uh, your, your previous drawn salary Exactly, exactly yeah. And, and, and you, you should also prepare a little bit By researching What's the market rate For that position mm-hmm. So when they ask you For your expected salary You can say Okay, yeah This is about the market rate Which is between this and this Ooh. Right So yeah. then you come yeah. up as yeah, You've done your research Which is yeah. exactly what I did <laughs> Yeah, yeah So that is the perfect move <laughs> Yeah, yeah Which right, is exactly yeah. what I did So bring up sites like Glassdoor, I guess Yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's This site called Called like pay scale or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, pay scale. Is it pay scale? Mm. Pay scale yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I used I used it. Ah okay. Yeah. So I mean, this year has been quite a shitty year in more ways <laughs> than one. Yeah. But I think also for you know people who are just coming out of university or people who have been retrenched, and I've heard a lot of stories recently about people like my age being retrenched, which is like crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys okay? Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, do you have any, like, advice for people who are, like, caught in this limbo, basically, where they can't get a job? Yeah. How do they, like, because now they're competing with so many more people, not yeah. just fresh grads, but like, other people who got retrenched, yeah. older workers as well. So how do you set yourself apart, basically? Yeah, the funny thing is that there are still certain roles, right, where there is much more um, demand and supply, right? So, for example, for for roles under, well, I broadly classify as the sort of the digital uh, economy, right? So, definitely like engineering roles, or designers, right, or product managers. We still we still don't see nearly enough uh, people applying, right? So, so I would say. As, a, as an entire job market, there is a bit of a structural mismatch. So if you can 
spend take this time spend it on like switching or uh, finding programs which allow you to switch to a career which is uh where there's much more demand right and at, at the same time it aligns with what you're interested in i would say i say go for it right because there are people who are willing to pay, like even for my clients and even for my own company like we see the, all these news about you know people getting retrenched but then on the other hand we also have so many roles which are left vacant and we, for, for months we can't find anyone to f- fulfill them right so so just look i think be very aware of what the market is looking out for and then position yourselves for it yeah i think also like especially now uh since we've all kind of transitioned more into like a work from home remote work kind of situation i guess people can also look out for for roles that you don't have to physically show up for yeah wouldn't, wouldn't that be easier also yeah 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 like remote working so from what I know, right, because last night I used to work in a game company. So a lot of game companies actually have a lot of um, freelancers that remote work. So there's like people from all over the world doing work for maybe a company in Singapore. There's people from like Philippines in like Indonesia, US, all working for a Singaporean company. Right. Yeah. So oh, then those from the US, the time zone is like... Yeah, I mean, you just have to settle yourself lah. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I, I, I got here before of like, they have even overseas arms that are totally remote. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, there's an option. Right. You don't even have to always look at Singapore companies itself. Like, feel free to just even expand your horizons to other that's countries. That's true, that's true. Yeah. I think I know about one US company uh, that is like 100% remote. So the employees are like from all over the world. Right. I, don't, I don't know how they conduct their all-hands meetings, but <laughs> good for them. <laughs> yeah. Zoom? No, yes, but like time zones, right? I guess some oh, time like, zones, yeah, right. Yeah, all over the world, ma. Right. But I suppose it's worth it, lah, if the company is so bold to, like, just be 100% remote. Yeah. 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 Their cost must be, like, super low, so, right? I guess. It depends. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> So are there any jobs that are like 100% COVID protected? Like that won't, that you won't be in danger of getting retrenched during COVID? Yeah, yeah. I think there are two sort of dimensions that you can think about. And because, because this is something that we were recently assessing among our clients too, who are hiring and who are not, and what roles are they hiring for and what roles they are not. Um, so the first dimension is the industry, right? So some industries um, like travel, Right, uh, I think from what we see, they are pretty much battled and decimated during this period. Right, so a lot of them just froze hiring. Um, but then some industries, for example, e-commerce, really just took off and they were just hiring like crazy. Right, so I think that is one dimension industry. The second one is just about the role. I think a very straightforward um, uh, sort of rule of thumb is like, can you do this remotely? If you can, then it is is more likely to be protected. In fact, I think there were some roles which actually shot up during this period while every of the roles um, dropped. So once again, like roles are engineering, right? especially for e-commerce companies. We just saw them uh, multiplying during this period. Yeah, so so yeah, I think those are two, two good rules of thumb to think about. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess, uh, I guess that's about it. But I think we've learned a lot about how to like, kind of, like, I, I don't know, future-proof yourself as a job applicant, I guess, which yeah. I think will be useful for our audiences, especially those who are, like, caught in job uncertainty during this pandemic period. And 
you just you've been on the job hunt for I guess months now. I've actually known of like some friends who have been on the longest job hunt of their lives, like six months. Wow, that's super long. It's a damn long time. To, it's damn long. Yeah, so so I hope this episode helps and um stay strong, guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and if you can't stay strong, just uh, slide into our DMs because it's always open. <laughs> talk to us. You can talk to the simple sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might not be stories. soap or Pris replying, but it, it'll be someone. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the simple sum. Yeah, yeah. We are all simple sum. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, thanks YC for coming down to Thank you. join us on the show and to like, provide your insights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. enjoyed it. That's a wrap on another episode of Keep It Simple. Leave us a review on any of our platforms and remember to subscribe to us for more episodes. So stay tuned and see you next time. Until then, keep keep it simple. simple!